Welcome to season three of Feng Shui Your Day. This season is about blending feng shui with the real world. We'll learn here how to take steps to be that 1% better each day. And that 1% will ripple into your environment and continue to shift many other things on the planet. Optimistic? Well, you bet. Together, we can make things change. I'm Catherine Wilking. Let's check in with our guest today on Feng Shui Your Day. Good morning, good afternoon, or evening, wherever you may be today. Welcome to Feng Shui Your Day. I'm your host, Catherine Wilking. Feng Shui is an art, a science, and a lifestyle. And it's not just about gold coins and flowers. It's about energy and the things you can see and the things you cannot. This energy includes every person, every animal, tree, a blade of grass, and everything you bring into your home and office. It has energy. For some basic tips about increasing the energy or raising the vibration in your space, you can pick up a free guide if you'd like to learn more, 10 Ways to Raise Chi Energy in Any Space. And it's available on my website, katherinewilking.com. In these modern times, we need to be an expert in so many areas. We have to be compassionate and fearless all at the same time. We have to be productive and fulfilled and be patient with others. And yet, be ready to slay the dragons out there. Now, what about nurturing our family and living responsibly with awareness of the environment? Life is definitely a full-time job. So what's the best way to handle or coordinate these areas? Well, our guest today is Kelly Majden. She loves to inspire and challenge people to fight for their health. She also has a story to tell, wishing to inspire people to continue to do the tough things because it matters. It matters to the health and it matters to the family and it matters to their lives. Kelly's been named among the Financial Times 401 Top Retirement Plan Advisor for 215 to 16 and received the National Association of Plan Advisors All-Star Award for Top Women Advisors in 17 and 19. Oh my gosh, you've got to meet Kelly Majden. Hello, Kelly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Catherine. Thank you very much. It's so fun to be here. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad too. I'm so glad we could connect this week. Yes. Yes. A little more about Kelly. She left the financial services industry to start a wellness advising firm. Hmm. She calls it the power through wellness. Your power comes from within. And her launch program is helping people create a strategic wellness plan similar as if they would make a financial plan for themselves. No products, no gimmicks. So she helps people create a life of health through strategic planning and personal assessments. Oh my gosh, Kelly, I can't wait to hear what you've got to say. Let's just jump right in. Absolutely. (laughs) Tell us about your background in the corporate world. Oh, well, I think we all have our backgrounds, right? Once we're in midlife, we've got a lot of of baggage. Yeah, I like to say I am a recovering financial advisor. Woo-hoo. So I spent, I, I pretty much grew up on the financial services side. I've worked all sorts of areas within that context. But for pretty much the last 15 years, I spent most of my time working with corporate 401k education, for corporate 401k plans as mm-hmm. a, what we call a fiduciary advisor, helping the plans get set up, run, you know, picking investments, picking plan design, helping and supporting the uh, plan the the folks in their corporate offices who are put t- together and support the plan. But then I also do have spent years working with 
participants, employees, people in these corporate 401k plans through financial education and financial coaching. Uh, so I just, over the years, noticed that there's two really big things that impact people in their later years. It's, of course, how much money you've saved so that you can enjoy your later years. Mm -hmm. But the bigger thing that puts more stress on your money is your health. So I was looking for ways to merge this together. And now this That's is where we happened. are. So the transformation here, if I read the bio, the, the rest of the bio here, you and your husband had some health issues at the same time. So this is a real yes. touchy point here. So tell us about the transformation from this. Uh, it's kind of a cold financial world out there, right? And then you had to move into nurturing yourself. So that's kind of interest had to turn from the out reach of finances and turn inwards to the heart. I think that's fascinating. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's beautiful though. Actually, and it's a neat way that you said that as well too, because I just came back from um, giving a talk to uh, my fellow financial advisors. But so way back in uh, when early 2008-ish, my husband started experiencing double vision. And of course, it took him five years to actually admit to me that he had double vision. You know, he's a Marine, so, and a man, those together. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, when he finally admitted to me, it took me another year to, and a couple other doctor's appointments and a couple things happening to finally get him to a good doctor that would like, really take a look and see like what is really going on like like dig into it because one doc one eye doctor just wanted to put prism glasses on it and call it good and i'm like and of course my husband was happy with that i got it i'm like no that's a band-aid that's that's nothing he, he you know he went to a uh saw another eye doctor and he sent him off to a neurologist who sent him off to get an mri which we found out he ended up having what was going on was he had a pineal gland cystic mass sitting in the middle of his brain like smacked out between the four lobes of your brain but through that process of recovery. So he was in bed for about four months recovering back and forth. We had a couple issues, more brain swelling. And then right yeah, because you're paying attention to him and focusing on him. So, yep. you know, that's how you get hurt unless you're continuing to do your own little stretches and running up and down the stairs or whatever you need to do, or yoga class. I mean, that goes into the back burner, right? Oh, everything goes on the back burner. And plus we had two little kids. So, you know, we're, and I'm still working. So, I mean, we, you know, it was taking care of him, taking care of the family, making sure everything was running correctly. Because when you have brain surgery, you don't, the time that you take to recover, your mental capacity is a little diminished. So, of course, I was taking on the finances and all that kind of stuff. Now, so, which, which was fine. I mean, but it's just as a caregiver, you do, you kind of like, you put yourself completely on the back burner and it's, you're taking care of everyone else. And so I started watching my body fall apart. I had some really wonderful friends at, at work who said, okay, Kelly, Hey, you need to come do this warrior dash with us. I'm like, what's a warrior. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. I'll do the warrior dash. And then I take a step up. Like, wait a minute, what's a warrior dash? <laughs> you know, you sign up for these things and you don't even know what you're signing up for, but I'm like, yeah, it sounds like fun. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> but it turned out the warrior dash was about five it was a 5k so three miles and about 20 obstacles i'm like oh, sure this is fun this is great let's do this then we get there and they they conveniently neglected to tell me how muddy the race is oh. <laughs> seriously but i'll tell you something Catherine. there's something about going through that and pushing yourself to be completely uncomfortable that just sparked a flame 
And it sparked a flame in my husband as well, too, that he was like, okay, I want to do one of those and that I want to do one of those. I'm going to get myself healthy. I want to work, work out, get myself back to where I need to be. And that was his goal. So it like really did just come out to this thing that what I noticed was going on in our mid forties with our kids and we're climbing the corporate ladder, we're doing all this stuff is that we were just going through the motions. I mean, it's just, you're, you're doing everything you can to just basically survive, but I wasn't living, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Kelly, when did this excitement and having fun in life uh, turn into a fitness and wellness business? Well, that's a great question. I appreciate that one. And it's, you know, I think it morphed over time and you said it was transformation. Okay. So this was a very long butterfly transformation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. It was so it started off with, you know, unfortunately after um after my husband had brain surgery, a couple of years later I lost my best friend. Oh, and I'm so sorry. No, I I appreciate that. She's in my heart and will always be and it's just I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about her. But coming back from her funeral, I was looking at my husband going, okay, I really like, I, I can't keep doing business wise what I was doing. So I made the d- decision to leave corporate America and go out on my own as a registered investment advisor with a group of people in the 401k space. So I did that, but then still something wasn't sitting right. You know how that gut instinct, you just like this, like, I love the 401k industry. I love what we were doing. I love what we can do to help people with their finances and move them along. But I just kept feeling there feeling there was something else I was supposed to be doing. So just a lot of thought and a lot of just kind of connecting dots. Health has always been a hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. And I came across one day the the certification for being a national board certified health and wellness coach. I'm like, oh, what's that? So I explored a little bit further. And in the fall of 2019, I decided I would go back to school to pursue this certification. And I knew it was going to be a couple year route to get to that point. My class, believe it or not, Catherine, start in my year long course started March of 2020. Okay. So. So if you talk about like just timing, which was really perfect, I I was traveling, uh, putting 30,000 miles on my car every year, visiting my clients. So I went from being in the car all the time to staying home. So it actually did help open up that 20 hours a week that I needed Mm -hmm. for my my studying. So that was really the, the evolution. And then as I was sitting through these courses and I was watching all these wonderful people, these peers in my class who are physical therapists, personal trainers, nutritionists, all this stuff, I'm going, I'm just a financial advisor. What do I bring to the table? Something but different. Again, you bring something different. It, I do. And you know, and it's just a lot of praying and a lot of thinking and a lot of just, okay, how can I help people? And I realized, you know, what we don't do very well is we don't plan our wellness. We Mm -hmm. really do take an ad hoc approach to our wellness. And it's kind of the flavor of the week, whatever product seems to be pushing or seems to be popping up on your Instagram or your friend did, or, you know, you name it, you get caught up in this marketing uh, wave and all of a sudden you're spending money and you're, but you're not following through. And it's not that the promises aren't good or that the product isn't good. It's that you're not in the mindset or the place yet to be able to utilize it the best you can. Oh my god! It gosh. takes all day. Yeah. Well, and you know, if, let's actually just take a look at what's going to move the needle for me, which means you need to do a little bit of internal work. You need to really figure out what is it you're striving for. 
Why is it you're striving for it? What do you like to do? What do you don't like to do? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to carve out? Because being healthy is a little bit of sacrifice, but it's only a sacrifice until you get used to being the way that you exactly it's forming new habits. And I, and I've often wondered I, again, these people that uh, jog into their, I'm going to use again, I'm not there yet. Seventies <laughs> and eighties. I, I have to wonder about the impact of these, this pounding of their body at these advanced years and how is that healthy? I have to ask that question. I don't see too many happy joggers. They can boast after that. I, you know, ran this marathon or or did this uh, exercise here, but I have to wonder what the body pounding stuff is all about. And uh, if you can get the gain, if we use the word gain or results from being a little gentler to your body, I'm all for it. So this is something that that my husband and I have talked about. We play pickleball and we walk our dogs and we bike ride and we do some other playful things, but, but neither one of us are interested in, in pounding the pavement like that. And so <laughs> I think we all have to decide, you know, if you break something or you fall or, um, you know, these things, as you know, will put you out of commission and your whole lifestyle changes as well too. So I think choosing the right type of, of vitamins and exercise are individual, whatever works for you. And I'm so glad that you've finally put together a plan for getting well in your fitness section, as well as the financial section. So you ha- certainly have a blend of everything that all the aging population is going to just cash in on <laughs> very, very soon. So I'm just thrilled to hear that this progress is going on. So when you're talking about why do you say that people should face life's obstacles like they do on a race day? What's that all about? So that is a lot to do with the premise of what my book is all about. And uh, we do a lot of obstacle course challenges. And one thing that I have come to realize is that there is a mindset you have when you are on the obstacle course. It's like you go after, like you come up to an obstacle and it's not, oh crap, the obstacle is there. It's okay. How am I going to get over this? Do I need help? Can I, you know, where do I put my footprint? You're starting to like kind of strategize. You go after and you attack the obstacle. And the really. brain kicks in. Your brain kicks in. And you sometimes, sometimes you need to be creative. Sometimes you need some help. Some, some obstacles you need to walk around, which is totally fine as well too. But we don't come at it with, oh crap, there's an obstacle. We come at it with, this is, you know, I'm going to get this and I'm going to go after it and I'm going to try my best. Well, I kept thinking about that going, why don't we do that in our life? Why don't we, why do we always look at these challenges that we have in our life? Like, oh crap, this sucks. This is horrible. You know, just this down and just, and just this negativity that, oh, I've got to go through this again. Okay. Well, guess what? You are alive. You are <laughs> living and you are here and you get to do this. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give this my best. Like, it's not going to, I'm not going to be perfect. Um, I even put in some line about how I imperfectly did many obstacles <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter that I, there's, I am not never going to be able to compete like those ninja warriors. They, they amaze me and surprise me. And I'm like, y'all are awesome. Not me, but I'm good with that. Every time I go out there, Catherine, I take on another obstacle. I take on another challenge. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's so wonderful because then that just encourages me when I get back to my real life and my business life, I'm like, okay, 
I was able to get over that wall. Like there are two walls in this, this past weekend in this race that we did that I had never been able to get over by myself without my husband like shoving my butt a little bit. Um, I got over them by myself this time. Beautiful. And I cover five strategies in, in the book regarding that recovery, discovery, persistency, creativity, and uh, collaboration. So Perfect. it's just all of that stuff that we learn on the course and taking that and applying it to your life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thanks for sharing all that with us. I just love that. We're going to bring the book back up again in a, a couple of minutes here, but one of the threads on the show, Feng Shui Your Day, is to provide a segue between a guest's products and services, of course, and Feng Shui. And you see today we've already mentioned health issues. And if we don't have our health, well, the quality of life just isn't there, right? Yep. And health works with healthy relationships, creativity, confidence, self-worth, and staying in charge of you. It's about taking charge of life and having the ability to make sound decisions for self, the environment, and, you know, for the greater good. So Feng Shui addresses the balance in nine areas of life. And so see how we got this match here. And each one of them reveals how to stay in charge of things and people that influence your ups and downs each day. Hmm, we just talked about this. The challenge on the show here is to better oneself each day by just 1%. I know, 1%. Raising that vibration is crucial to get ahead in life. And by applying some tips from Kelly too, you'll be on your way to success. So continue to learn more about feng shui and get that advantage you need to raise that vibration and thrive. Kelly, how did you stay healthy despite that hectic schedule? And what kind of advice would you give to other working moms out there? Oh, absolutely. That, you know what? Flexibility. Oh, just be flexible and creative. Uh, I, you know, now that my kids are older, I have one in college and one's a senior in high school. You know, I, I have my time. Like I can choose when I want to work out. I can do all of that. But when they were younger, you just, you just find your pockets. Like uh, my kids both played lacrosse. So, and so that when I would drop them off for lacrosse practice, I would go and get my run in, or I would go do a walk, or I would do something when they had the lacrosse practice. I knew I had that little window to do something. There are many times I just walked, I would just walk the pace. <laughs> I mean, I would just wrote, I'm like, I never was one, unless it was raining or it was really cold. I was never one to just sit in my car and just and not do anything. So I was like, that was my time because I was also probably too, because I spent a ton of time in my car running around seeing clients, but, uh, I was always the one out walking and always made sure I had to put it into, like, I would get back in time. <laughs> There's only a few times where I was late picking up my kids and my mom, Oh boy, am I to hear that from my daughter? <laughs> You've got to fill in the little holes that you have and know that, especially as you're raising kids, it's a, it's a period of time in your life. It's not your entire life. Mm -hmm. So by the time mm -hmm. my daughter now moves off to college, 22 years, 22 years, mm -hmm. you've been with the kids mm -hmm. and that my life has been very devoted to the, to them and my career, but now I have a little more flexibility. So it is a short period of time and boy, gosh, y'all, it goes by so fast. So just no, we all have the same 24 seven. No, you're going to have to be flexible. It's not going to be your ideal situation. Nope. You just have to find the pockets. Okay. Ladies, uh, listen in there. <laughs> Don't expect perfection. <laughs> I know we're all perfection. We all want to, you know, check off those things on our list and it can drive us nuts. That's for sure. Kelly, you've got a book out called lessons from the obstacle course, five strategies to conquer the muddy fields of life. Uh, tell us about these muddy fields. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, those are the obstacle courses. If anyone's familiar with like the Spartan races and the one I really talk talk a lot about is Conquer the Gauntlet. Unfortunately, I'm so sad they're going to have their, they're closing their race down. The next year is the last race for Conquer the Gauntlet. But um, these are just, these are these things where you are out running, you're basically trail running and through the trail run, you come across these different obstacles and they can be anywhere between, you know, 20 obstacles to 30, depending on the length of the trail run that you're doing. And so again, what we, what I discovered after doing these for so many years, and this was really the thing that got my husband off the couch again, or not off the couch, but got him to really be healthy, like mm-hmm. really focus on his health. Body and, and mind we, stuff, right? No problem. No problem. Kelly, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to sit at the computer all day. So very similar to being in your car, I guess, all day is I got to get out. I got to have my breaks and I got to, and thank goodness I got two big dogs that need to be walked. We can walk down and get our mail or play ball on the front lawn or something like that to just get out. And again, there's that body, mind and spirit. A vibration has to be fed as well too. That comes with play and letting go. Absolutely. It does. I think that's the thing too, that's been fun about these obstacle courses is the fact that I, I do go out and play. I go play in the mud. I really like this weekend. We had to go part of what one of the obstacles was you have to go under Bob wire. And this was a really long stretch of Bob. Wire to do. <laughs> and so normally I try to bear crawl it, but this time I'm like, okay, I'm going to roll. And so there was just a bunch of us just rolling and we're just looking at each other as we roll through this thing. <laughs> And we're laughing and we're just, you know, it's, it's fun. And it brings out that thing that it's okay to get dirty. It's okay to jump in because you got to do that in life. You've got to get, jump in and get dirty and just enjoy it in the process because you're not the only one there by your, you know, you're not the only one out there getting dirty. All of us were out there together and we were laughing and we were joking about how busy we were by the time we tried to stand up. And of course they had the the camera lady there. So I'm like, I'm sure I was like walking sideways. There was a, <laughs> there was a picture on that one. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just about just embracing life and embracing the suck. Cause there were parts of the course that I will tell you just sucked and got long. And I'm like, seriously, why did I sign up for this thing? But it's also just knowing that having the grit and the fortitude, to, you know, I'm here Um, I'm not one to give up. And so I did my penalty laps and I continued and I was going to make sure I did everything I could to get through every obstacle and complete it as, uh, as I should do it. So it's just taking on that thought process in life as well, too, that again, you're not perfect. And I love your 1% better because that's really what it is. It's like each time I go out there, I'm just a little bit better. I'm a little bit stronger. I'm a little bit better. And I take back the lessons like, okay, all right. So this means this time, which this, my lesson from this course was I need to do more trail running. So that's definitely going to be my next thing I need to do to add more to, uh, I had the strength this time, which was fantastic is, but I definitely need a trail morning. And one thing I will say about strength and ladies, I'm like, ladies, please do not, do not take for granted your muscle strength as you get older because it's so incredibly important to us as we age that you have to build that strength in your muscles because we more than men lose our strength much, much faster past the age of 50. And it puts a drain on our whole system. And you mentioned earlier about, you know, staying healthy and 
lifting off of, or, you know, people could fall and break their hips and do things like that. That is almost the kiss of death for so many older women. And you can really prevent it by just adding resistance training, strength training. It doesn't have to be weights, but just some resistance training. But hey, come with me and do the weights. It's a lot of fun too. But just come, just make sure you're taking care of your body in that respect as well and find a way that you enjoy to add that resistance in so that you can stay with it. Super. You know what I do in a pinch here, if I'm not getting out for exercise, we've got a, a kind of a balcony catwalk thing here with the railing and I can do push-ups on the railing. That's awesome. I can just, you know, drop 30 at a time or something. And it's like, okay, this time I'm going to change my hands to here. And this time I'm going to change my hands here. Cause you know what? I go out there with that pickleball group. And sometimes I'm just playing with three guys and me and <laughs> I got to be there to handle those smashes there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Competing with the men these days. I love it. <laughs> We're talking to Kelly Imagine. She helps to create your personal wellness plan so you can not only survive your middle years, but thrive. Kelly, how do people get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on my website. It's probably the best way. It launches off to everything. And that's at uh, kellymagden.com. So Kelly with a Y, I'm very simple, just with a Y. And then Magden is M-A-J-D-A-N. Think of Major Dan, Major Dan. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so bring out a little force gump in. Uh, so, but yeah, you can reach off of there from there. You, there's contact pages. There's more information about our eight week, my eight week wellness program, as well as some little giveaways for building your wellness foundation and a guide that goes with the book. Cause in my book, I have a lot of questions at the end of each chapter to help you through whatever obstacle it is that you're trying to work through in your life. And I, I'm hoping it will become like a resource for people sometimes to reach back to when they're struggling with something and say, okay, let me go to this page and work through some of these questions and kind of self-coach themselves through things. Okay, so just to review a bit, Kelly Radjman, she wrote the book Lessons from the Obstacle Course, Five Strategies to Conquer the Muddy Fields of Life. I love that. You can get a hold of her, www.kellymagden.com. You can do slash book, get the book. If you just do the uh, regular website, www.kellymagden.com, and you will find more about the each chapter to help people with facing obstacles ahead of you on their way to come. She will tell you more about the strategies to get others started on the way to conquering their own obstacles. Again, her name, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, last name, M-A-J-D-A-N. I love the Major Dan link as well, too. That's super. Again, her launch program is helping people create strategic wellness plans, similar as if they would be making a financial plan no products or gimmicks. Any last words? Well, we have a challenge on this show. So setting boundaries, improving yourself 1% each day. It looks like that we've got information here from Kelly that could help you step up to that 1% each day. Kelly, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Feng Shui, your day. You've been so informative, giving us hope and strategy to live happy, healthy lives. And there you have it, listeners. If you're willing to try new things and get new results, you might want to have a look at Kelly's services here. KellyMagden.com, the tools she has to make each day better than the day before. 
Thanks so much, Kelly. And I also want to thank our listeners today. And if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to like our show and share it with a friend who can also benefit. It's been an honor and my pleasure to share a little piece of today with you. I'm your host, Catherine Wilking, and I'll see you next week. (music) 